Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lean Toss-Up Esports Call of Duty podcast. I am here um, with my co-host, CDL Metrics. Uh, we're here to talk about Major 5 Week 1 qualifiers. This is it. This is the last three weeks of the regular-ish season. I guess we could call it a regular season. Um, this, year, this year's ending a lot sooner than we thought it was going to be, but it's ending. Um, it's ending about... It's ending the same amount of games, but you wish it was longer. You wish there was maybe a sixth major in there, but apparently the CDL decided that we it was decided somewhere that there can only be five majors. So here we sit at the end of the at the end of the regular season. Here, what are, what are your thoughts on on that? Uh, uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. So it does feel weird to be here in early May talking about the end of the year already, but here we are. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind that Champs is coming earlier this year. A sixth major would be fun. But, you know, at this point, it's like we know what teams are the best teams. We know what teams should be at Champs. So let's get there already. You know, I'm part of me wants a longer season, you know, but part of me is like, let's just do this thing. Uh, but, we, yeah, we have one more major to, to get through here. Um, I'd say the, the biggest storyline, obviously, going into – uh, the major five qualifiers is the battle for the eight seed, um, which in years past, they're always, you know, it's it's a toss up. If some years there is a battle for the eight seed, some years there's not. This year there is uh, Rocker, my team, uh, who I love to fade whenever I can, uh, had a surprising major four. Um, they ended up top six, I believe, uh, got themselves 20 CDL points. And Vegas Legion got none. And those are the two teams right now really battling out for that 8-9 seed. Um, I suppose Boston Breach could slip down into that. But really the talk here is Minnesota versus Vegas for that last spot. I do think most people are going to want Vegas in there just because, right, Clayster's on the team. Champs is in Vegas. And Legion have just been notorious for being a bad franchise since the CDL's been around. So it'd be kind of fun to have them at champs. So I get that. I'm I'm kind of split as a rocker fan. I obviously want them to qualify for champs, but as a CDL fan and a Clayster fan, like it would be fun if Vegas was there too. But uh yeah, outside of that, like I'd say the other, you know, six, even seven teams that are ahead of those uh those two are pretty well established um that they'll make champs. Obviously weird things can happen, but uh yeah, Florida, LAG, London. I don't know. I I think it's curtains for them at this point. Um, but we do have some fun Florida Mutineers news to share. If you want to jump into that, Robert. Yeah. So this actually came out just earlier today. We're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, the Florida Mutineers at the end of the season will no longer be the Florida Mutineers. They will be the Miami Heretics, which is actually kind of cool because there is a relatively large Hispanic community in Miami. So it's not like perfect but it's not bad either but yeah though the floor mutineers and as we expected right because they were owned by misfits gaming misfits gaming got out of the league of legends in europe and now they're um now they seem to be getting out of the cloud league or kind of merging with heretics so yeah we there's that's that's a very interesting thing and again we kind of speculated on a couple of teams that could be out of the cdl this year definitely don't think we're getting expansion this year uh, especially because we nope. still don't even have a, a buyer for LAG. Um, 
but this is again, this was a team that we didn't even know was going to go on the market. It's already been sold and and replaced. So, yeah, yeah, this is going to be an interesting co- next couple of months. Um, yeah, for sure. And just to speak on that briefly, it's just good to see that an outside organization is coming in to invest in the league. Um, you know, obviously the LAG news halfway through the year was a little concerning to hear. Um, and they're still obviously waiting for a suitor to, you know, take over the team or whatever the case may be with them. But uh, yeah, it's just it's good to see that uh, that organization is coming in to merge with Florida. I have also seen that Rocker are like have been rumored to be in talks that they want to merge with another organization um which i thought was interesting i it must just be a cash flow situation with them um for how you know well uh a rocker has been as an org which has been not so well lately um they do shell out cash like they they hosted a major last year they've had these home series events uh well a couple months ago and now this weekend they'll have another one uh they put on watch parties for their fans so they're they're really trying to grow a fan base um, in the Midwest, but just seeing that they might want to merge with somebody just is a good indicator that, you know, they just need some extra cash, it seems like. So uh, we'll see if that ends up happening. I'll be interested in, in that moving forward into the offseason. But um, but yeah, some some interesting rebranding news for next year. So goodbye to the Mutineers, I guess. I think it's kind of sad to see them go. I do like the, the branding and the logo of it all, but um, you know, seeing something fresh, I think is, is good for the league too. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, again, yeah, I, I am sad to see the Mutineers team go away. They had one of the best logos, some of the best team kits, but at the same time, we have to value financial stability league over, uh, a really cool logo. So maybe one day we will see the Mutineers return. Maybe it'll be called the Kraken or something. Who knows? We will see them. Ret- I'm, I'm sure we will. When when the league is like 30 teams, we might see them that return. So we'll we'll have to see. But for now, I think they are uh, they are fine as they are um, with with Miami Heretics. Also, the other roster news is Vivid is now back um, in place of Nero. Nero, yeah, which is weird. Nero has been the, the one player because like Boss has actually had a, a number of team changes since its inception in the league. Nero's been one that's been kind of immune to those. He's survived all of them, and now he's uh, he's finally sitting on the bench there. So it's uh, it's fascinating what they're trying to do, what they're trying to go for. So we'll we'll have to see how that one how that one plays out in the in the coming up, upcoming weeks. So couple of future markets here. There are um, on Bet three six five as we usually talk about. There are markets for the major. Um, there are your standard qualifier wins. A lot of them kind of suck. The only ones I really like is Optic over three and a half. I have Optic's wins at four point four nine, so that's not horrible. Um, I don't like Toronto over three and a half because they have to play Optic and Thieves, and they need to win one of those to get over the over the three and a half. So I'm not a fan of that. Thieves for some reason their total is set at over two and a half minus two twenty five. Of which they have to beat one of... They basically get to play London and Minnesota and Florida. Um, And then they also play New York and Toronto. So I kind of like that one, but it is minus 225. So lay it at your own peril. Las Vegas does not have a fun schedule at all. You can maybe even bet the under minus one and a half on that one. 
London, it's just not worth it. What are you doing? If you're if you're seeing value in London over two and a half at plus one sixty two, seek help. Um, yeah, no thanks. Like that, <laughs> London. Just looking at London's schedule, like you can see the path for them to get to three wins, but like you really gotta squint. They play Rocker, they play LA Gorillas, and they play Florida Mutineers. So those are the three because the other two are Phase and Thieves. Um, so those are losses. So yeah, it's I just. With London and LAG, and this is all I'll speak on these win totals, because I think for the most part, they're pretty accurate. Um, Yeah, London and LAG, I mean, yeah. it Like, they're at the bottom for a reason. They're pretty bad, uh, and we're at the point in the year where it's pretty well known that they won't be qualifying for champs. They're not mathematically eliminated, I don't think, but um, they're not making champs. So... You know, we'll see what the roster can do, and and maybe they perform better because there's no you know expectation of them, or like they're playing with house money, as some people would say. So maybe they can get over that. But um, yeah, the unders on them make some sense, maybe. And then yeah, like you said, your your optic number is way above what's listed, so that makes some sense, maybe. Um, you really yeah just have phase in Toronto that you have to get through Seattle could maybe give them some trouble but really it's it comes down to winning one of those two versus uh, phase or ultra so um, yeah I, I don't hate what you recommended there and um, yeah it's Vegas's path moving forward man is just so so tough that that rocker game is gonna be absolutely crucial for them but TBD if they're actually gonna win that so mm-hmm. Now, there is also markets to qualify for winner's bracket, which I was initially very excited about. But, and this is uh, this is how you, you figure out uh, betting. This is just a very quick lesson for people who are betting. When you look at the to qualify for winner's brackets, the, the, the price starts at phase minus 2,000, all the way down to London Royal Ravens minus 120, and that's the top nine things. So, if you can't even bet on one on a member of the top, like basically there's nine teams that are favored. You're having to lay money on to make it to winner's bracket. That's not good value. But even then the three teams that are not favorites, Florida plus 120, yuck, Las Vegas plus 150 and LAG plus like if, if LAG was like plus a thousand, maybe I'd take a shot at it, but it's not, it's plus 175. Like there are so many, but like you could, there's, I guarantee you, you'll have a better shot at betting an LAG money line to get to winner's bracket than, than that. Like that's, that's nuts. I, I cannot, that's some of the worst value I've ever seen in my entire life. Now I, I get it with proper probabilities and stuff. It makes sense. And that's fine. And I think they're, they're basically baking in like, oh, if this team is overperforms what people think they will, then of course they have to adjust prices based on that. And that's fine. But it's just, it's, uh, it's not. It's not really great there. Next up, to qualify for as number one seed. Actually, that's I hadn't thought of this. So basically, Phase plus two hundred. I don't think Phase is the best team. I only have Phase as three point three eight wins. I think um, Ultra plus two seventy five. I also don't like Ultra this stage. I think Optic plus three fifty or Thieves plus four hundred is is a much better pick. But that being said, though, every single time I pick qualify as number one seed, something stupid happens. Yeah. And then it's, because the thing of it is there's so many tiebreakers there are, like I just stay away from it. that. Or or maybe move down the board. If you have a cluster of teams that you're pretty close on, maybe just take the last of them and be like, all right, they have the highest odds. Can they get a tiebreaker to go their way? Maybe, but you're you're 
like your rooting interest is very hard to figure out as you get further on in the stage. Obviously, you want your team to win, but then you need this match to go map five, and you need this to be a sweep, and it just it gets very convoluted very quickly. And you don't even know until like the last day. You're like, I need this to go to map five, and like it's just the right. the problem is again, this isn't like the NFL where there's a decided advantage to being number one seed. Right, because if you're the in the NFL, you're the number one seed, you have a bye, and you have home field advantage until the, the Super Bowl. Here, it's like, well, there's functionally no difference between the number one and the number two seed. It matters who you're playing, but to be honest, yeah. playing the seventh versus eighth seed, to be honest, based on how the tiebreakers work, the seventh seed could actually be a softer team, anyways. Like that's little, like it doesn't matter. Like if you're if you're number, like there's no impetus for these teams to be like, oh, we gotta we gotta win this game to to. To, to get the number one seed because it honestly doesn't matter. So yeah, there's that. So now one other futures market we have, we actually have some championship odds. Um, you pointed this one out to me. One of the funny ones is that, uh, so the top eight teams is rounded up by Minnesota rocker at 25 to one. They're the eighth most likely team to win champs. The ninth is Las Vegas Legion at 250 to one. So Rockers twenty five to one, Legion is two hundred fifty one. So they just added another whole zero to the yeah. price, which is nuts. By the way, that's not how pricing is supposed to work. Now I get it because of the schedule and stuff, and like that, that's fine. But like, that's just hilarious. That it's just like they're they're just like they've decided these eight teams are making champs, and like that's that's it. Those are the teams that are making champs, and basically no one else is making champs. Of the teams making champs, you got Thieves at plus two fifty, which is weird that they're not the number one seed for the. For the for the um, number one seed for major five, but whatever. Optic plus three hundred, phase plus three thirty three, ultra plus three fifty, subliners plus seven hundred, surge eight to one, breach twenty to one, and then rocker obviously twenty five to one. So yeah, I'm not a big fan of. I mean, I kind of like thieves. I maybe would like ultra. I'm not a fan of phase, but yeah. It's it's whatever. I think ultra. If I I if I was to bet one on here, I'd say ultra. But I know you probably. I think you you have your own pick as to which one you'd you'd like on that board, right? Yeah, yeah. The one that jumped out to me is phase at uh, I see plus three twenty five. But really, anything past plus three hundred to me is a little intriguing. Um, just considering where they're at in the points table right now, and my overarching belief with that team that despite you know not even finishing top two at the last two majors. I still do think they are the best team in COD. They have been for like three years now. You could argue four years. um, If you go back to the first year of the CDL where they didn't win champs, but still were great. Um, Yeah. Like they just are automatic top three finishers at every event. You know, they're going to be there in the end. It's just a matter of, can they beat, you know, these elite teams and can they win hard points? That's been their bugaboo all year. Um, but not only that, they do have a pretty solid hold on the one seed for champs right now. They have a 25 point lead, uh, over optic Texas and a 40 point lead over LA thieves. So, I mean, super, super likely you get the top seed with that kind of a buffer. Uh, and I do think that matters this year. I do see whoever the eight seed is probably rocker, maybe Legion, I guess Breach could fall down to eight, but very, very likely it's going to be Rocker or Legion in that spot. Um, I do think there's a significant gap between those two teams and the rest of that like contenders tier that I always talk about. 
like I do think Breach is a step up from those teams. I do think Surge is New York and so on. So um, the one seed just has a little extra comfort, in my opinion, this year than the two seed. I still think whoever the two seed is is going to win their opening round matchup pretty easily. Um, but, right, if it's Breach in that seven seed or maybe Surge or who knows, it's very likely one of those teams. Like, to me, those teams could cause more chaos than a Rocker or a Legion. So I like Atlanta to hold their spot at the number one. Um, even if they, you know, finish third at the major again, um, like unless Optic go 5-0 and and win the major or something like that, like it's really hard to see FaZe getting past at this point. So um, I like FaZe. Yeah, I, I think this is one of the lowest points you can buy them all season just because, you know, we've seen now two majors in a row where they haven't been in the champs or in the finals game. So um yeah, that that's my thought with that. Otherwise, breach at twenty to one. Like maybe you could talk me into that. Um, and then otherwise, like New York, we've seen win a major this year. They're down to seven to one though. Um, they're probably going to be in that like four five game right now. That's where they're slated, uh, which looks like a date with Toronto Ultra. So maybe I don't love that, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. TBD on a lot of these teams here. I just, and, and yeah, you, you brought it up. The Las Vegas Legion number, it's a little ridiculous. Like, I don't know if I maybe should take that 250 to one because like, it's unlikely they make champs with a 20 point deficit to Rocker and a brutal schedule. But, you know, crazier things have happened. Could they go two and three in the qualifiers? you know, get an eight seed or a seven seed and have a nice path to a top three finish? Like, maybe. I, that's not crazy to think about. The The problem then comes in with like, okay, well, now you're going to run into phase in your first game or optic. So that's where it gets tough. But yeah, it's, it's a little steep there. I, I would maybe adjust that if I was the book, but um, just interesting to see that the book is that convinced that Legion really won't be there, um, even though they're only 20 points back right now. Yeah, I mean, it's egregious, but it's slightly tempting for me, but I still don't know if I want to. I'm gonna, I'll am sleep I'll sleep on it. I don't know. I mean, $10. But the thing is, again, though, it's it's winning champs, right? It's not just making champs, right? Yeah. And like, okay, cool. If, if, they're, if they make champs, then they, great. You have a plus... You have two hundred fifty to one on on a team that's not particularly good. It's like just a meet an average team to win champs. Well, great. That's awesome. That sounds awesome. Sign me up for but that. But they're the hometown team if they make it. So, you know, the Rams won the Super Bowl in their own building, and the Bucks won the Super Bowl in their own building. Could Legion win champs in Las Vegas? That's... Although I suppose the the trend on that did. Uh, break last year because the Cardinals did not win the Super Bowl. So, well, yeah, yeah. they didn't even get close to, to right. making the playoffs. <laughs> the thing is, though, it, it's funny because um, when you say Vegas, and like, yeah, there'll be a lot of Vegas fans, but there's probably gonna be a lot of LA Thieves fans because they're gonna like because there's a lot of traveling. If you live in if you live in LA, you can get to Vegas in just a couple hours, right? And you can get be like, cool, we're gonna go cheer on Thieves and do some gambling. People are like that sounds great, so. Yeah, so anyways, it's time to talk about this week's games here. So, first up, 
Sat, uh, Friday afternoon, three o'clock. Phase versus LAG. Phase minus two and a half, minus one fifty-five. LAG plus two and a half, minus uh, plus one twenty. Phase uh, staggering minus three thousand three hundred uh, three hundred on the money line. LAG plus eleven hundred over three and a half, plus one twenty. So, I mean, it's kind of deserved. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a bit excessive. Like, I mean, LEG could yeah. win. But see, the problem is, is like, LEG could win a map. Like, I've got the hard point is about a six, about a 55 point. You're giving me 49 and a half. That's tenable. I could live with that. If, you, like, a, you could bet a hard point spread. You're giving me two and a half in the search and destroy. Wow, that's crazy. Like, but at the same time, it's LEG. Like, I think. I, the, the minus two and a half at minus one fifty five is literally unbettable. Like you literally can't. That's a crime to bet that number. It's not worth yeah. it. But you could you could maybe put something a little bit on the plus two and a half, and then maybe put something on a hard point spread. Because like again, phase is not particularly good at hard point. Like this this is this is a bit unearned here on this hard point number. And like maybe it's earned for search and destroy, but definitely not control. Definitely not hard point. What are what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I actually think LAG plus two and a half makes a lot of sense. Um, and I was shocked when I punched in the numbers for this game because I was like, okay, my model's going to say there's no value anywhere because it's such a lopsided affair. But I actually see LAG covering to like not getting swept 52% of the time. So I have actually, number, I'll just, I'll just jump in. I have 60, 63%, yeah. 62.9. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Even more confident. So yeah, the number on LAG plus two and a half should be more like even money, if not minus 110 or something in that range. So plus 120 looks good. The one other thing I'll say with these kind of matches is that dominant team might switch up their map pool a little bit just to get some live reps against a CDL team on some maps that they're bad at, just to see if there's anything there. Um, now, granted, LAG don't have a lot of maps that you would be scared to play them on, but if FaZe are playing maps that, like, they don't have a lot of confidence on to begin with, you know, or maybe, like, a control on Expo, which FaZe is 0-2 on so far, LAG has yet to play that, so that's still kind of a map we don't really know about, like, could I see FaZe losing that control? Maybe. And yeah, we've already talked about FaZe's struggle and hard point this year. They have one map where they have an above 500 record on. That's Embassy. So maybe they just let that map go and they try to get a win or two on some of these other hard point maps. And if that's the case, it just it opens the door a little bit for LAG uh, enough to, I think, avoid a sweep. So I don't love it, but... The value here is on LAG um, just to cover, not to win outright. 11 to 1 is still not enough for me. Um, I've got LAG winning the series 7% of the time. Uh, so, yeah, 11 to 1 doesn't quite get there for me. But, yeah, to cover, to not get swept, like they, I think, can do it. It's terrifying, but like. Why not cheer for an underdog every now and then, especially a crazy big underdog like LAG? So, uh, yeah, give me LAG. Also, our city's revenge game. So there's yeah, that to look. Our city's revenge game. The thing of it is, it's just like 
when you're getting like plus two and a half at plus money, it's just like this. Will this professional CDL team not be swept at plus money? And you're like, okay, right? Like these are pros against other pros, right? So, and the thing of it is, we talked about London. We're like, at some point, this team's going to bounce back. They did bounce back a little bit, then they got crushed. But this LAG team has kind of shown some resolve in some games. This in like in in the major. But like they haven't had that bounce back game of like yes we are not completely dead because they are actually completely dead like there is no hope for them to make champs and their org doesn't exist anymore and I'm not even sure if they're getting paychecks anymore, but it's it's pretty bleak I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. One one last point on this LAG did play Atlanta phase I should say LAG Academy played Atlanta phase very early in the season that went to a game five. Um, I believe LAG did win a hard point on Embassy. So even if FaZe don't like self-veto that map for them, like we've seen this team, this core, beat FaZe on that map on land too. So like, yeah, there's evidence to show that LAG could make this interesting. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And again, at some point, there's going to be their last stand where they'll be like, we are going to not, we are going to go with a bang. And the bang might be, we we do not get swept by face. That might be their bang. And the thing of it is, if that is their bang, then do you really want to be betting minus 155 on them not getting, on them to get swept? Like, that's nope. that's a bit, that's too excessive. All right. Second match on Friday. Legion versus Optic. Legion plus two and a half minus 210. That's an appropriate not to get swept price. Optic two sweep, though, plus 160. That's actually pretty attractive, though. Uh, Legion plus 395 on the money line. Optic minus 700 over three and a half. Minus two hundred. Um, yeah, I actually have an optic three zero here. <laughs> I actually there's there's a lot of I have a lot of, I have uh, optic as a forty seven percent forty six point nine forty seven percent chance to sweep them here as a as a plus one sixty. That's actually pretty good value. So I'm I'm taking that side of this. Sorry, I think I was here. Um, this optic team is just really good. Aside from when they play other teams in 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 grand finals <laughs> but other than that yeah. they're, they're really good and i like they're dominant in hard point i mean these was just really good and i i don't expect optic to to let off here they're just gonna steamroll this this legion team and uh yeah like why are we getting plus 135 for optic minus one and a half map two that seems insane um yeah there seems to be some value on this on this piece uh, on in this game what do you think um i don't completely disagree but the one thing I would be wary of is Legion and Search and Destroy. Um, it's been pretty good all year for like they're still the number two search team according to my numbers. So, you know, map two very close. It's basically a toss up between them and Optic, in my opinion. Um, so, and I think that's enough for me to shy away from the plus one sixty, just knowing that Vegas has that game mode in their back pocket. Their hard points pretty rough their control is atrocious um but search could they win map two i i think absolutely especially if it's their map pick which you know we'll see if it is or not but any way you go about it i i think search and destroy will be competitive so to me that's enough to shy away from it but yeah i mean right now my my numbers say texas has a 71 percent chance to win a hard point on any given map versus vegas and i just don't think that's high enough like it just watching this team play the last two months in that game mode, like it's hard to imagine 
them losing a hard point until it happens. Like, they run into thieves, they start losing hard points. Or at Major 3, right, they get to the Grand Finals against Toronto, and they actually lost both hard points. And it was like, whoa, that's a shock. Um, so they are beatable in that game mode, but is Vegas the team that's going to take them out on that? I don't think so. Um, and yeah, like I said, their control is just atrocious. I was hoping for Vegas that the new control map would help them a little bit, but it really doesn't seem to have changed the meta that much for them or for many teams um, at all. So yeah, it to me, it feels more like a, a Texas 3-1, but you're right. I mean, the way this team is playing right now would not shock me at all if it's a 3-0, but just be wary that, you know, that plus 160 on the minus two and a half could go away in a map two win for Legion. But outside of that, I mean, yeah, this Texas team just get out of their way because they're, you could argue, one of the hottest teams in the CDL right now. Yeah. Um, so next up, the last game on Friday, Surge versus Ultra. Surge plus one and a half, minus one twenty five. Ultra minus one and a half, minus one oh five. Surge plus one ninety three on the money line. Ultra minus two seventy five. So this one is a bit challenging. I've got I've got some value. I got Seattle covering the plus one and a half fifty one percent of the time. So there's like maybe a little well. That's a very tough call. That's basically hovering on no value at all for the spread. And also, I've got Toronto winning this about 65% of the time, so it's not really much value on... There's no value on 275 either. This game is just kind of iffy. I'm just going to leave this alone and just watch a game and just hope to see Toronto crush them. And, like, I'm a Toronto fan. This Seattle team, I have no idea if we're going to get good Seattle or bad Seattle. Um, That varies on the day. Um, The weather. Yeah. The location. Whether or not it's land or not. Like it's 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 extremely variable, and we've we've called this out repeatedly, and I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out like we're gonna see more about this, and and that's the thing it's just insane variability. It's like hey, our met our our accuracy and and Mac gonna have a good series, and if the answer is no, then uh, I cause didn't they lose in winners losers round one to like LAG or did they lose to LAG or did they lose to, did they lose to someone or not? I can't remember. They, now. I think they lost to Mutineers. Yes, which is actually arguably worse. Um, yeah. Let's let me find that now. Now that's just gonna bother me. Because I I think they were, it started in winners bracket. They yes. lost to somebody. They lost a phase, and then they no they barely okay that's why they barely beat LAG. They beat LAG three two, and then they got they got beat by Rocker three two. That's what it was. Ooh. Who who did uh, Mutineers beat in losers round? Legion. One? Legion. Legion. Oh yeah, and then they yeah. immediately got stomped by Toronto, three yeah. zero. Yeah, that's right. Wow, that feels like it was a month ago, but it was just a couple weeks. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Your numbers sound a lot like my numbers. I've got Toronto to win about sixty nine percent of the time um, to cover a map and a half spread uh, for Toronto forty six percent of the time. Yeah, I, I mean, this is priced pretty spot on and you're absolutely right like seattle wins this if their other players show up uh or if toronto have one of those days where they just don't have it in search but you're playing seattle who is like the notoriously just hit or miss search team more misses than hits 
Uh, so yeah, I, I think Toronto takes this probably a three one. Um, but I that minus one and a half at minus one oh five. I I don't like it enough. So I think it's going to be a good game, good series, two teams that are going to make champs. Um, but yeah, the the price is just too accurate for me to to have a strong lean either way. But if I if you got to make me pick, I'll take Seattle plus one and a half at minus one twenty five. I don't like it. I don't love it. It's just my pick. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's just I'm I'm leaving this alone. We found some value in the first two games. We're just gonna sit back Friday night, just watch a game. I think no, there's no hockey games. I don't know. Whatever. Just watch a game. Don't need to have always have something on it. I just my model does not maybe if the lines move, right? Like if Toronto suddenly it's like plus one hundred to minus one and a half, then sure. Like plus one ten or something, yeah, sure I'll take it. But not at not at this price. Saturday afternoon, Minnesota versus London. Minnesota minus one and a half plus one twenty. London plus one and a half minus one fifty five. Minnesota minus one seventy of the money line. London plus one thirty. Over four and a half plus one sixty. Under four and a half minus two ten. So I've got this as Minnesota at about seventy eight percent chance to win this, and that's about right. Uh, actually, there's some there'd be some value on the minus one seventy. So. Like I've got this as a three-one, so there'd be some value on Minnesota minus one and a half. Um, what have we got for spreads here? Minnesota minus eighteen and a half. I've got that as about a forty-five point hard point win, so there's some value there. Um, Minnesota, for some reason, is an underdog in the search and destroy. That seems wrong. Uh, you're getting them even money to what? win. The, you're getting them even money to win the search and destroy. That seems like. Have they ever seen London play no, I'm, Search and Destroy? I'm before? saying what you, you think Minnesota's favored over Boston in a search. No, London. They're playing London. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead to the next game. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right, because they're doing two. Yeah, Minnesota should be favorites over London in a search. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, maybe the book made the same mistake as you. I Because I got, I got nothing. I don't understand how Minnesota could be favored or be an underdog in the Search and Destroy. And then Minnesota obviously favored in the in the control as well. Yeah, um, Minnesota minus one and a half, not looking too bad. What do you What are your thoughts on this game? All right, Minnesota London. This is so. Yeah, this is the the first match of the day for another Minnesota home series. Um, this one is in Saint Paul, I believe. So a little closer to home for the Rocker fans. Uh, yeah, and if it's anything like the one they had in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, it'll be a 2-0. Now, different opponents, but London fall into that category with LAG and Florida, who were their opponents at the first home series of just one of the worst teams in the game. So good job to Minnesota to get these teams out to play land because if you want to win in front of your home crowd, the easiest way to do that is to play against bad teams. And they're three for three so far. We'll get to the Boston game a little later, but... Uh, yeah, again, uh, Minnesota, I've got a 69% chance to win outright. Uh, slight favorites in hard points, slight favorites in search and destroy, heavy favorites in control. Um, yeah, I mean, London could win. It wouldn't shock me at all. But just the fact that Minnesota is on land in front of a home crowd, they were great doing that, you know, when, like a month ago or two months ago, whenever that was. Uh yeah, I I like Minnesota here. I like the money line actually more than the minus one and a half. 
Um, even though the price difference is, you know, pretty big on that minus 170, I see money line versus plus 120 to cover the map and a half. But I just think that there's a chance that London could come out and take both hard points. Um, in which case you're not winning the minus one and a half. So yeah, for Minnesota, to me, it feels like a three, one, but I'd rather just take that money line, ensure that if it gets to a game five, I have the team that I like anyway. Um, so yeah, rocker here for me, home team, home crowd, uh, easy opponent, uh, an opponent that has no life whatsoever. The London Royal Ravens are last in points. Um, yeah, it's rough for them. I will say it's an ASIM revenge game, uh, but that's about it. That's all you can say for London at this point. And, uh, yeah, I'll take Rocker to win, which is scary because I am a fan of theirs and it feels like anytime I support them, it all comes crashing down. So we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I, I like Rocker quite a bit here. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree with that. Okay, moving on to the middle game between Rocker Games on Saturday. Because, again, they're doing that home series thing. Legion versus Subliners. Legion plus 1.5, plus 135. Subliners minus 1.5, minus 175. Legion plus 215 on the money line. Subliners minus 310. Over 4.5, plus 200. Under 4.5, minus 275. Yeah, I've got New York as like a 90% chance to win this game. Um, which is, equates to a minus 900 money line. Um, the problem is, like, the minus th- the minus one and a half is, like, a little too highly priced. Like, a 65% chance and a minus 175 is a bit much there. So, like, it's not fun. Uh, what have we got the hard point at? Because uh, I've got the hard point as spread at uh, about... 34 and the spread is 37 so that's a little iffy um yeah it's just this might just be a stay away this might be kind of a stay away it's just the numbers just don't line up well for me again this is the problem right because we're at a point now in the season where a lot of the like we had we found market efficiencies before and we've had them a lot and we still will have our own spots but the problem is the markets have caught up with a lot of these teams and they know which ones, which teams are good and which ones are bad, right? And that's the problem is we have we they've we figured it out. Now the market has figured it out, and they're like, "Hey, where is?" Uh, they're like, "We know this te- like this is the thing." The mar- the mar- some of the market inefficiencies we we took advantage of a couple weeks ago, they seem to be gone. So it's a bit harder to pick your spots. But again, the CDL will be back next year, and we'll we'll have more than enough opportunity to pick our spots then. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm with you on this one too. It feels like a stay away. Um... Eh, it's tough. I mean, Vegas does play earlier in the week. They play Optic on Friday, which we both think won't go well for them. So, you know, maybe you could have a buyback opportunity here if the price gets way out of control, um, just considering that New York doesn't play before this match. So, yeah, if Vegas come out, get smoked by Optic, which happens to most teams these days, uh, maybe their money line price goes from like plus 215 to plus 250 or plus 275. In that case, maybe it makes sense to go with them there or to cover the map and a half, whatever you prefer. But as it sits now, yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm interested in anything here. Um, obviously, Vegas horrible at control. 
New York, not horrible. Um, I would maybe look at what map gets played at that control, just because Vegas has shown some life on Expo. Um, I believe they've only played it three times, but they're they're two and one, so that's something. But if New York come out and veto that, I mean, you're going to play on Hotel or El Asilo. New York are pretty good on both those maps, and Vegas have... They should just forfeit that map if it comes like if it's control and it's not expo in your Vegas. Just say, you know, we forfeit that. We'll just go on to map four at this point, because why waste our time with that? It's that bad. So maybe a New York like control spread could make sense. But even then, the the price on that probably isn't going to be great because the books know that Vegas is also bad. So, yeah, not a ton of ways to play this one. Um, New York looked pretty solid at major four. Uh, we'll see if they can keep that going moving forward. And yeah, Vegas obviously looked really bad. And I mean, you talk about needing these qualifiers more than any other team. And you start out with optic and New York. That's a, that's a tough way to start, but we'll see if Legion can get maybe one win out of those two. But I think, yeah, odds are they're going to start. Oh, and two, probably like a two and six map count or maybe even one and six so not looking good for vegas but maybe a buyback opportunity if the price gets way out of whack possibly still not in love with it though but we'll see okay next game up six o'clock on saturday minnesota versus boston again this is so remember this is still in minnesota territory although it doesn't factor into my projections minnesota versus boston minnesota Minnesota plus one and a half minus one thirty-five. Boston minus one and a half plus one oh five. Minnesota plus one fifty-nine on the money line. Boston minus two twenty. Over four and a half plus one sixty-five. My model actually weirdly likes Minnesota in this game. Now again, I don't make per player adjustments, so I don't know the effect of getting rid of Vivid for um or replacing Nero with Vivid is. But my model actually kind of does like Minnesota here. I mean, it really did like them, and they got crushed by New York in the in the major three uh, one. But they they kept it kind of close. They they actually did pretty well. Um, they took on they took down Seattle. They had a relatively not horrible major. So yeah, I don't hate Minnesota here. I, I don't know what Boston is doing. They seem to be just making constant changes, and I think I'm going to take Minnesota here plus one fifty nine plus one sixty on the money line. That seems like a pretty good price. Plus 162 on bet 365. Like that's those are that's a good price. That's not a bad price at all. Like I'm I'm gonna take Minnesota here and I'm gonna be pretty happy with it. What yeah, are your thoughts? I, I'm with you again. Uh, also considering that Minnesota play earlier in the day um versus a nice team to warm up against. Uh yeah, the vibes are probably gonna be pretty good for that rocker team. Um home crowd still second game of the day boston's just been sitting waiting play waiting to play this game um so yeah all i don't have minnesota favored in the game but if you make those manual adjustments of they play earlier in the day against a much inferior opponent you know boston is not playing anybody until this game uh and the crowd is on their side obviously maybe you throw in a little bit of travel for boston that might affect him slightly, but um, but yeah, I, I can see this being more of a 50-50 match. And then if that's the case, like, give me Rocker. Their price is just so much better. Um, 
either way you want to play it again money line versus spread again like in the london series i'd prefer rocker just straight up on the money line here um as opposed to covering the map and a half uh just because boston their strength lies in their hard point i think um their search is much better than rockers as well but a boston 3-1 is a pretty likely outcome if minnesota falls flat here and then one other point i want to make the whole switching out vivid uh in place of nero i actually don't mind the process boston is doing so i think they're just they're saying okay our ars are good we're comfortable with awakening and beans that's a very solid ar duo we have three capable smgs let's try every combination of those we can and see which one works for champs so they've seen vivid and nero work pretty well earlier in the year um then right vivid comes out for kremp kremp and nero we just saw the results weren't quite there for them uh and now we're obviously trying the last one with vivid and kremp so I think just based on how that sub duo does and how the team plays this qualifier and this major, they'll make a decision on, okay, this is our starting lineup for champs. And I I like that process. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with any of those. Uh, We'll see Vivid and Kremp together this weekend. And maybe it's a, maybe it's a nightmare for some reason, but um, either way you go about it, they should have a good team for champs regardless. So uh, yeah, in this case though, again, I'll roll with my Minnesota boys. Yeah. Um I I I agree. We're on we're on the same page here with Minnesota versus Boston. Last game on Saturday, Toronto versus LA Thieves. Toronto plus one and a half, minus two fifty. Thieves minus one and a half, plus one eighty five. Toronto even on the money line. Thieves minus one thirty. Over four and a half plus one fifty five. Under four and a half minus two oh five. I've got Thieves 3-1 here. I've got Thieves like 74% chance to win this game. The thing is, the model has like two very clear tiers. Like it's like there's the best teams in the league and that they're like Optic and, and Thieves. And then there's like Toronto phase. And then after that, then there's just a giant gap. And then there's the next four below there. And then there's the teams that aren't making champs below that. And this kind of plays into it. Like I've got Thieves, I actually, I've got Ultra as a barely better hardpoint team, but then I've got Thieves as a much better search team. Um, well, I've got Toronto somehow favored in the control, but very close though in the control. Um, but then I've got Thieves favored in the second hard point. And then I got Thieves favored in the search. So maybe I'm, maybe my numbers are a little unfair to Toronto. Um, but I I I kind I don't see a yeah the hard point spread is plus Toronto plus two and a half. What are you gonna do with the plus two and a half hard point spread? You're like, could you imagine? Like, you're waiting for like the yeah, we we lost two fifty eight to two fifty. Yeah, it was really, really big sweat there. Um, yeah, bet three sixty five plus ten and a half. What are your thoughts on this game? I don't know if I don't know if Toronto is bettable here or not. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I so my numbers do say that Toronto are a slight favorite now. If you factor in recent performance, maybe you make it a straight up fifty fifty. In which case, Toronto, even money, is right where it should be. Um, so if anything, I do lean Toronto here, but not strongly whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I think Toronto proved at Major 4 that their qualifier stage was a little fluky. Right, they only go, I believe they went 1-4 and four in the qualifiers. They started in a loser's bracket, and you know they end up making Sunday. I believe they finished 3rd? Uh, 
if I'm not, or no, fourth. Wait, 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 wait. Top six. <laughs> Hold on, I keep backtracking. I believe they finished top six, right? Because uh, Thieves won, they beat Optic, FaZe finished third, and I want to say New York was fourth. Okay, so I'm just backtracking here a little bit. Toronto did get two wins, at least, out of the weekend before dropping, so good on them. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of want to avoid this, like, this is going to be a heck of a match. Um, it's close to a 50-50, that's what's indicated in the price. I would just leave it alone. I mean, could the number move much before we get here? Toronto plays Seattle on Friday. Thieves, uh, they don't play again until Sunday. So this will be Thieves first, Toronto second. So, you know, that might be something interesting if Toronto get a good reps against Surge. Maybe this price shifts a little bit um, one way or the other. Or if Surge come out and beat Toronto, I suppose Toronto's odds could get even better. Um, so that might be the way I try to play it, even though I kind of like Toronto just to win against Surge, like if on the off chance that Surge comes out and beats Toronto, which is very possible, maybe the Toronto price for this game goes to plus 120, something like that, um, which could be appealing to me at that time. But as it sits now, I think the price is pretty accurate. So I'll just stay away for this now. But I think so far of all the matches we talked about, best one of the weekend so far. But we've got some more on Sunday that catch my eye so we'll get to those in a bit yeah so i mean that's going to be a hell of a game there on on saturday night so yeah moving on to sunday florida versus lag florida minus one and a half plus 125 florida with expectations lag mm-hmm. plus one and a half minus 165 florida minus 185 on the money line LAG plus 134, over 4.5, plus 160, under 4.5, minus 210. So Florida walks into this game with expectations. I have them a bare favorite, 53 to 47. That's not particularly encouraging. I've got this going to a game 5 almost 40% of the time. It's just gross. Just don't do not do it, guys. It's not worth it. Um, I, I have the spread as, for the hard point, I have the hard point spread as 30 um, but like the LAG plus eighteen and a half isn't horrible. Yeah, Florida with expectations. What could go wrong, right? What what could possibly yeah. go wrong? What do What do you think? I I agree with you again. Um, it's weird, kind of liking LAG in both of their games. Uh, but that's where we are this week. Um, yeah, I mean, Florida won a game at major five or major four, I should say. And now they're all of a sudden minus 185 to a team that's not that much worse than them, I don't think. So, um, yeah, I, I don't love LAG. I'm not going to do anything with this game. But if you're going to make me pick a side, like, yeah, I, I would just take LAG. Um, eh, I don't know about money line versus spread here, whichever you'd prefer. But this is really not a game i'm interested in it probably won't mean much in the long term um i mean these teams are 10th and 11th in points so it's important for them but uh in the grand scheme of things this game doesn't mean a ton so i'm just gonna stay away and see if yeah florida can 
can win as a minus 185 favorite because do they deserve to be that high? I kind of think no. But uh, but yeah, when I mentioned earlier, there are some nicer games coming ahead on Sunday. I, I wasn't talking about this one. I was actually talking about these next two. So we'll get to those. <laughs> yes. All right. Next uh, next game, second last game of the weekend. Uh, phase versus optic, classic. The, the actually, I mean, this is an El Clasico because El Clasico was, um, basically optic the versus envy. Yeah, the optic versus envy. So that was basically um, optic versus Dallas. So that's not the case anymore. But um, this is still another one of the top tier matchups in CDL. Phase plus one and a half, minus one ninety. Um, optic minus one and a half plus one forty five, phase plus one hundred three on the money line. Optic minus one thirty five over four and a half plus one fifty five, under four and a half minus two hundred five. Give me optic here. For some reason, this optic team has this phase this team number, and I don't know. The thing is, when you start seeing something so often in the CDL, you almost wonder if it's built like that advantage is just built into the map pool because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where they're playing. It just, it just seems like optic. And uh, to be honest, I'm just thinks optic is just a far better team to be honest with you. Um, so I've got optic three, one, I've got them covering the minus one and a half 67% of the time. So huge value on the minus one and a half plus one forty five, And uh, yeah, I've got them as optic as massive favorites in the hard point favorites in the search as well. Um, just wow. I mean, well, I mean, okay. The spread is twenty six. I've got, I've got optic as like seventy ish, sixty five point favorites. No, uh, yes. I meant, I meant in the search. You have optic favorite in the search. Yeah, I got them favorite six four. Wow. All right. Yeah. Then yeah, I, I would like optic too if I was in that boat. I just, I see a phase team that's forty and fourteen in S and D on the year. Granted, it's been. Not as hot lately, still very good, but I mean, 40 and 14 optic, also a good search team. They're 27 and 22 better than that lately. But I I will say with optic, I do think of all the teams that were affected by the meta change with taking out fortress control in place of expo control, they gained the most out of any team. They were horrible on fortress um and on expo i believe they're two and two uh yes two and two on expo which isn't great like they're dead even on every map they're two and two on that eight and eight on hotel seven and seven on lsilo um atlanta already didn't like fortress control but they've played expo twice and they've lost both of them so yeah maybe a slight advantage if that's the control map for optic but i I I know it sounds crazy, but I still have face favor despite the head-to-head matchup, you know, history between these two teams. I do think in the long run that ends up correcting itself. I did see a meme uh, like last week, or I think as Major 4 was unfolding, that like it's rock, paper, scissors between phase, optic, and thieves for whatever reason. I think it's probably just coincidence, but... You're right. Optic has Phase's number right now, so maybe I shouldn't have them as underdogs. But yeah, Optic beat Phase. Phase beat Thieves. Thieves beat Optic. It's that circle. That's just how it's gone this year. And for the most part, like if you want to backtrack a year or two, that 
That's kind of how it's been too. So weird things happen. I do think phase eventually bucks that trend. Um, it's just not every day you get a phase team at plus anything versus somebody else. I get it. It's totally justified for optic, but um, it, this sounds like the one game where we'll disagree, Robert, because uh, I'll take phase. I just think their search and destroy is still so good that if it gets to a game five, I expect phase to win. Granted, that probably means they got to win game two, but can they win a hard point versus optic? I think they can. I think they're underdogs in both. But you also have control to get back to, which they could win as well. So to me, it's just, it's the difference in search that is the key for phase. Um, but if optic come out and just dominate in hard point, and if the meta change is still working in their favor, which it very well could, optic could absolutely win this. And if they do, I think it's quick. I think it's probably a 3-1. So... Um, you can justify the minus one and a half like that. And if Optic, for whatever reason, just come out and have phase figured out in Search and Destroy or can expand their map pool even slightly, then it gets really, really scary for them. So, um, yeah, I, I don't mind going either way with this. I am on the phase side. I don't know if I like it enough to take it, but this is definitely a must watch because this will be the best probably the best qualifier match this week, next week, and the week after. Yeah, I think this will be a very good match. Um, I, I completely agree with that. Last match of the weekend, Subliners versus Thieves. Subliners plus 1.5 minus 200. Thieves minus 1.5 plus 150. Subliners plus 125 on the money line. Thieves minus 165. Over 4.5 plus 155. Under 4.5 minus 205. I've got Thieves as like a 78% favorite here. Give me the minus one and a half. The, the model loves Thieves. I don't know why. The model also doesn't particularly love New York, except when they're playing Las Vegas, apparently. But no, like I just... The model thinks subliners are like a tier three team. When tier one is the top two teams. Tier two is the next two teams. And then tier, th tier three is the, the remaining teams win a champs and then everybody else is below that. The model likes them. And I, I think... It's well deserved. Like, I mean, they won the major on a in a pretty dominant fashion too. I mean, they took out Optic in the in the winners finals pretty dominantly, and they they cleaned Optic up in I believe six games. So like, it was a really good like this team is just dominant, and I don't think the subliners team can compete with them. I think the, the subliners team is 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 not good enough. Is not as good as this thieves team. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I'm mostly in agreement there. Um... It's tricky, right? I have New York as a 45% chance to win. LA Thieves at a 55% chance. So I do like Thieves to win. And I do think those numbers are maybe a tad bit low considering how Thieves have looked lately. Um, and when you consider like, this is just the time of the year where LA Thieves turn it up a notch. Like for whatever reason, when the game is mostly figured out, the meta is figured out, like... Thieves know how to play. Early in the year, right? A little shaky, still some things to iron out. And that's another cause of concern, right? Like New York, they were at their best at Major 1. They won Major 1. They looked dominant. They didn't drop a map, right? The meta's still very much in flux a month or two after the game releases. Now that we're in May, everyone knows how to play the game. Like there's no 
I mean, there's strategy to everything you do, but you've had so many reps, you know how to play all these different situations. And when that becomes the meta, LA thieves just know how to get it done. So yeah, I, I think it's justifiable having thieves as a very heavy favorite. Um, this will be another stay away for me. Uh, I'll, I'll wait and see. Does the price move at all in one direction or the other? Um, we'll see. New York does play Vegas the day before. Uh, a match that I think they should take care of business in, but that's TBD. And obviously, Thieves play the day before versus Toronto. So if Toronto can come out and give them you know, a tough series on Saturday and New York take care of business versus Legion. Like, I think in that scenario, you could get a better Thieves number, actually. So, I know you like them now. I would maybe wait if it dropped. I just, the tough thing is, right, Thieves money comes in very fast. <laughs> like, so we'll see if it even drops that much if the games end up going like that. But, um, yeah, another heck of a matchup. Thieves should win, but... Subliners did just show up at Major 4, top 4 finish. Um, and yeah, they answered a lot of questions people had from Major 2, Major 3, both pretty shaky. Um, but yeah, last Major was was good to see from the Subliners because I think they needed to prove to everybody that like, hey, we are, we're still here, we belong. Um, and I do think I would throw them in the tier with Thieves, with Toronto, um, I don't know if you'd throw Seattle in that tier, but like they're very, very good, and either of these teams could win on any given day. So uh, that's where I'll leave it. But if you're going to make me pick, I'll take New York plus 125. Um, I don't love it, but I don't know. I got to pick some, so I'll, I'll go the other way once again, just so we're not in such agreement on all these games. <laughs> All right, that's it. That is it for this week. Um, we will see you guys next week with week two of the qualifiers, the second last week of the regular season. And yeah, until then, enjoy enjoy the weekend, some good games this weekend. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. Have a good week, everybody.